Hey, Michael Shandeli back again live. Event number three for the day that Jeff Lip and I are together here in the library having fun, laughing at people as they walk by, and they don't know what we're talking about. But hey, this is a good time, buddy. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for having me, my friend. Oh, anytime, anytime. I'm glad we have some time off together to where we can knock these out and get some conversations going. So uh, my last three podcasts, or three of the most recent ones, were on this article, 12 Empowering Lessons About Failure. And I thought I had this brain fart, brain explosion, whatever you want to call it, that, hey, I got Jeff. I got him locked in a room here with me. I can't, I'm not going to let him go without asking his thoughts and opinions on these 12 points. So I've already given you mine, so I'm definitely looking uh, at Jeff here. So our first point, Jeff, I'm looking for some little comments and uh, some, some of your thoughts here about this first one. Failure isn't forever. That is an amazingly key point in my life, honestly. If you listen to our last 15 podcasts, you've heard the ups and downs that I experienced over the last three years in regards to relationships. And I know that's another key point in this more than anything. But those two, two points, uh, those two failures that I experienced, losing my dad, mm. and that's not a failure that I can control, honestly. That was life saying that, you know, we're going to take your dad right now. And then going through that divorce, now that was something that, in my opinion, that I could honestly control. That happened three years ago. And today, you know, in this room with you, more than anything, I'm not focused on that. I'm focused mm -hmm. on you and I, more than anything. And that is a true indication that failure does not last forever. In your mind, more than anything, is the fact that if you constantly keep replaying that failure in your mind, of course then it's going to be forever. Because that's all you're doing is thinking about it. But for me, what I try like to do, and you know this about me right now, is I truly like to live in the current moment. And that's mm -hmm. exactly how I feel right now. Being in the current moment helps me focus on what is in the here and now, not about what I can change about the past. Yeah. So for me, that is a true indication that it is true. Failure does not last forever. Yeah, that's totally right on. And a little sidebar question, what what's the difference with Jeff Lip today and Jeff Lip from three years ago? One or two I'm things. not so... I'll be honest with you. I'm not so self-centered. Mm. I'm not. It's the this world does not revolve around me. It mm. revolves around other people in my life more than anything. Here's the one thing: the most important thing that I learned about being um, doing going through that whole divorce was rejection. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, John. Up until that point, I've not experienced a lot of rejection in my mm. life. I just didn't. Now, more than anything, having to start over, trying to find a new intimate relationship, that takes freaking work. It does. <laughs> it is so difficult. And I I have to recognize that it's not about me. It's about what I can give to this other person, too, and what mm. this person can give to me. And that's what that's what I'm looking for. And that is a one major difference that I've learned. I would not have learned that if I was still married. Mm. You know, So that's why, even though that, that was a huge failure, that I had to go through that large divorce— and very difficult divorce, it was actually an opportunity for me to become a better man. And that's what exactly what I am today. That's awesome. Boy, beautiful. Uh, point number two, this too shall pass. Kind of ties into a little bit about that. Uh, what were your thoughts overall? Just Nothing ever lasts forever. Mm -hmm. Nothing lasts. I'll be honest with you. You and I were just talking before we got on this podcast. You're like, how are you liking the new job? I love it. I love it there. It's a great place. Amazing people. Great students more than anything. But I was thinking, especially when I was going through the tough times, I was like, I'm going to be a lecturer forever. This is my house. This is my home. I'm not going to leave this place. Someone will have to drag me out before I leave here. You know, and I found the faith in myself to grow. Mm. And I got out of my comfort zone. And that's where I am right now. You know, time, time is 
so unbelievably important. It really is. So, yeah. it, you know, if I utilize that time to make me a, my, make myself a better person, why not do it? Mm, love that. Man, that's huge. Gold nuggets there. Hey, number three talks about failure isn't unique. That is 100% accurate. You and I are very <laughs> imperfect people. Okay, yep. no one is immune to failure. Failure is actually what makes you a better person, mm. honestly. Because when you fail at something, then you slowly recognize that, hey, I'm not going to be given everything in this world. And I learn from my failures all the time. So right now, let me just take the marriage again, what I learned. In that marriage, one of the main things that we were having a difficult time was, was I was very self-centered with my time. Now, when I'm looking for this person, I want to give all my time to mm. this person. And I would never have learned that if I didn't go through that process. Mm. Now, it sucks that I had to go through that process, but I'm learning. And every failure is an opportunity to learn something more about yourself. And whether or not you choose to learn that, that's totally up to you. Wow. That's huge. And this, folks, this is coming from a, a guy who's got his PhD, and he's probably <laughs> admitting that he's learning more now than he probably ever did in school, because I know I am, and... I don't have my PhD yet, but this has got to be new levels of learning. This is now our 16th podcast together, and you heard me say this 100 times. Don't let that doctor title in front of my name <laughs> fool you whatsoever because I don't know. Everyone is an expert in something, yeah. honestly, right? You know, So I truly believe there are people out there that know more about relationships than I do. But more than anything, I learn from my failure. That's mm. what I have to do to become a better man. That's what I try to do. Love that. That's a great lesson for me too. Uh, number four, criticism doesn't equal judgment. When people need to give me feedback, they give me feedback. And when I was a younger person, I had a hard time taking that feedback. Hmm. But as I have grown older, and I'm not that old, so I don't want to give the whole hey, listeners here that I'm like catching up to me. That Come I'm like now. Chris Mazzola or John Daly here. But <laughs> all joking aside, buddy, I love you guys both tremendously. But the fact is that. When I was younger, I had a hard time taking feedback. Mm. But when I finished my PhD, I had to supervise counselors and trainings. And they were going to be counselors that were going to pick my position on sooner or later. And I had to give them feedback. And they were having a hard time getting feedback from me. And I'm like, I don't understand because I'm just trying to help you become a better counselor. Mm. And if I told my 20-year-old self, just take the feedback, I would be in a different position Today, mm. honestly, I probably would be. I'd be more uh, open yep. than I am, but I am open now. But I mean, it took me it took me a lot to learn those things. It really did. Yeah, a couple key elements. Um, you know, the, these things that Jeff is talking about. This whole article is full of things that he's mentioned time and time again. So he is learning things about failure uh, that we all have to. You know. And it is one of those things that um, today, we can't go back and fix something from right. way back when. But you know what? Jeff's proving the fact of, hey, I'm doing it now. I'm doing it today. I'm learning lessons now. And you become better from where you are now because that's living in the present and that's all you can do. He's already talked about number five, but you know, maybe he's got something else to say about not everything is about you. It's not. It's not. And you heard from the previous podcast that you and I did before. When I made everything about me, I lost my priorities in life. Mm. I did not put my marriage in front of anything mm. besides me. I didn't put my higher power in front of anything besides me. So now I've completely flipped my life around. My higher power is my number one priority. He drives everything in me. He, he, I trust his plan completely. So it, I, that's another thing that I learned going through the whole divorce process is the fact that life is not about you. Mm. It's about how you prioritize things in your life. And so for me, my higher power is and 
my spirituality is the most important thing for me right now. Doing these podcasts are important to me. I mean, there's a lot more important things in life right now than it is about me. Yeah, that's huge. Wow, great lessons there. This one, number six, I know we've hit on this. Uh, Tiger Woods says it says a great quote about Father, time is undefeated. But point number six in this article, time is the greatest teacher. It really is. I, I've learned time heals a lot. You know, more, here, here's one important thing that I learned in um, attending a divorce group, more than anything. Mm. They kept saying a lot of people on the members in there, and I didn't believe this at this time because I was going through it, you know. And what they said was that time will heal everything. Just give it some time. Make sure everything it is. And it did, it did heal a lot. Don't get me wrong. But what I learned about that phrase, which is important, here's my little debate to it, is the fact that time heals everything. Yes, it does. But you need to put action to mm. what you want to do also, okay? Mm. So you can't just sit there and say, all right, six months have passed, so I want to be healed now. It doesn't work that way. So especially when you go through emotional wounds like that, you know, you open up that scab and it's like, okay, time, heal it. It doesn't work that way. It's not physical like that. It's In essence, you need to put action to what you need to do to make things happen the way you want it to do it, you know? And that's how, you know, that's the only thing I can control is what I can control on how I choose to act upon that situation. Yeah, so that's awesome. Wow. Huge, huge lessons there. Yeah. Uh, number seven, rejection is a powerful tool. We talked about that too. We heard about the divorce more than anything. But here, here's the one thing that I'm going to share a little bit with my dad when I thought about that. Rejection is a powerful tool because here's the number one thing. When I was sitting by his deathbed, more than anything, I was asking my higher power for more time, more and more time. And then when I slowly realized that he wasn't going to make it, you know, I got upset and I felt like I was being rejected again from my higher power. And it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that at all. My higher power was saying to me, he's like, you know what? You are going to become the man that your dad wants you to be. And um, through his passing, I, I've really learned to become a better man. I really have. And I think it's because of his passing that I needed to go through that. And it, it's tough because I felt so rejected. I felt rejected from the divorce. I felt rejected from my higher power. I'm like, why is all this happening? Why is all this rejection freaking happening to me? You know. But more than anything, it's because, once again, I need to become a better man. There, mm-hmm. there needs to be something that I need to do differently than I've been doing years before. And that... That's what it is. I become the head of the household in regards to my immediate family. I really have. And I've never taken on a role like that, but I feel like it's my dad and my higher power calling me to do something like that. Wow. God, it's huge. I'm, I'm glad we're recording this because this, this is just so valuable <laughs> to either replay or use again and, and listen again. Uh, number eight, practice becomes reality. Just like basketball, you know, the more yeah. practice you put into things, the better off it's going to be. Here's here's one thing that I that I saw. Here's one thing that I thought about when I saw that, you know. So when I was going through the depression and like it was like deep depression. I mean, I was sad. I didn't want to do jack nothing. I I didn't I barely even want to get up out, you know, out of bed to go to work. But here's what I did. I every day I woke up and I'm like, "Okay, you know what? What am I grateful for today?" Mm. And I made that a common practice in my mind. And then slowly I started getting up and I'm like, okay, I can do this. I have the motivation to go ahead and proceed forward. And I, I sent you a uh, goal cast um, video uh, on that. It's that this, this woman got up every day and she's like, you know what? I'm going to imagine myself in a rocket ship. I'm going to count 10 all the way to one. And I'm just going to shoot up and get out of bed and start my day and just be grateful for something. And that's the common practice that I've been doing. Now I don't do that countdown or anything like that, 
But more than anything, I am very wake up. I'm like, okay, I'm here for another day. This is what I'm grateful for. Let's go. Let's do this. Yeah, I love that. That's great. Great. I think a lot of people could use that, just that thought and an idea to help get their, stays, their, their day started. Uh, number nine, honesty hurts now and helps later. It completely does. And I'm going to go back to the divorce on that, you know. When I was going through it, I could not honestly tell myself that, hey, I am the problem. She's got to be the problem. Mm. It's her problem. Not my problem. It's her problem. Really, in essence, it was my problem, more anything, because of the fact that I could not take accountability right away of everything that happened. But then slowly, I started to recognize that life is trying to tell me something. You know, it's I really need to take accountability I really need to start practicing what I'm preaching. And it's not about her. It's about me. What can I change? Because I can't change anything about her, even though I still, you know, I loved her. I was in love with her at that time. I can't change anything about that. So it's not about her. It's about me. Huge. Hey, we hit this one. I got it highlighted. uh, This number 10. Relationships are key. It's about everything. what's What's your middle name? Samuel. See, I thought it maybe start with R for relationship <laughs> because that's what you're all about. I am. And it's um, we talked about the relationship with my ex-wife and then the relationship with obviously my dad. But, I mean, as soon as we finish those first four podcasts, everything else has been about other people in my life that have been a huge influence in mm-hmm. my life. And you know what? I really discredit a lot about the students that come into my life too. The, these kids, they're amazing people and they have stories and – that they need to be shared all across the world, honestly, too. Mm. But the fact is that I I live on relationships more than anything. In the counseling field, really quickly, the 30% of treatment in regards to uh, a client being successful is predicated on the counselor and client relationship. Mm. And that's by Hubble and Hubble, uh, the heart and soul change. If you don't have that relationship with your client or anyone that you're working with, even in your life personally and professionally, you're not going to achieve too much. You're really not. That's a great point. Wow. Yeah, it doesn't. You don't have to be a counselor for that. That's huge. Number eleven, almost done here. Number eleven is humility has power. When I think of humility, I think of honestly, and this is not a Christian podcast by anything like that, but I think of Jesus honestly. Mm. And this being the Christmas time, or anything, really, Christmas is a celebration about Jesus. And Jesus, he died for our sins. Let me put it like that. And I don't want to get spiritual on anything. And this is not. And this is not something that you and I ever talk about really a lot about spirituality, but he is the essence of being humble, mm. honestly. He would give his time. He he was always appreciative of people sharing his stories with him. I remember his walk through Nazareth. I think it was through Nazareth. And people just always constantly just wanted his time because of all the miracles that he was doing. And he, you know what? He gave them his time. And he was just so humble about doing that too. And he never wanted anything from return. And that's what humility is for me. I said, when I give, I'm not expecting anything in return. You know, this brings this wraps around Christmas time more than anything. My family always asks me every single year, what do you want for Christmas? What do you want for Christmas? I don't want anything. I actually don't because if I want it, I can go out and buy it, right? And a lot of people that I hang out with have the same type of feeling. If they want it, they'll just go out and buy it. But the fact is I want you to enjoy what I give you. And at the same time, is what I want from you is your time and just like being around you more than anything. And that's what you give me, you know, and that's that's what's a huge part about it. But I wouldn't learn that if I wasn't humble, you know. So. Yeah, huge. Love that. And finally, number 12 here at the end of our list, knowledge expands your perspective. 
So even with my PhD, yes, right, Dr. Lip, I am learning every day about relationships, counseling, education, careers. I'm learning about all those four topics every single day. I'm learning even how to connect with my higher power even more than I am right now. Mm. Everything in life teaches you something. So life is a constant education book, honestly. Mm. It really is. So I don't know your thoughts on that. I really, I really want to know your no, thoughts on huge. that. No, it's huge. And I think you got to be open to it. you got to be open to uh, seeing... No, not you, got, you cannot read and, and learn everything. There's just right. too much information. This is right. the information age. But um, you do need, I think you do need to stay engaged. You need to keep learning something new every day, whether it's listening, reading a story, watching something, um, and just that constant uh, drive for getting better and, and learning more. Because the day you start you know, being disengaged with what's going on in life, I think that's really the downfall towards uh, ending your life. You know, I love it. It, you know what? Here's here's something very interesting. I never thought I was going to share this topic, but I am because it all relates back to Oprah Super Soul podcast. Mm-hmm. It really does. There was a person on Oprah Super Soul podcast called Sean Anker, and he is a professor of positive psychology over at Harvard University. Okay, mm. and that at Harvard University is the most popular class there. And I obviously I didn't go to Harvard or anything like that, but him teaching there. What it is is just a course about happiness more than anything. Mm. And what he said, and it moved me, and it. it it sticks in my mind when things I hear it move me. This thing totally stuck in my mind. What well, he said that success is a moving target. So once you hit success, you know, you have to move your target again to find another part of success. So when you try to aim for success, you're never going to be happy. You know, and what your happiness is derived from understanding the fact that this is a journey. Mm. And if you're happy with the journey that you're on, boom, there you go. You know, you're going to hit that success and then it's just going to constantly keep building. But really, these acts of kindness that he talked about, that's how you kind of build happiness. You know, keep giving, you know, do acts of kindness for other people more than you would ever do. And then you start living your life better. And that's kind of like what I've been doing more than anything. It's just kind of like giving my time to people that want to be around me more than anything. Yeah, absolutely. And they bring a lot of value to you and, and yep. you give to them. And that I love that that point. Uh, great way to end this uh, I'm focusing on the journey instead right. of always looking ahead. Hey, where's the one? Where's the right. moment I'm going to get to? Right. Well, look at all the stuff you're missing along the way. Right. You know, it's just huge. Well, buddy, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for stopping by and getting this uh, this next show in. Great article, you guys. Again, I put it out there. I'll put it out there again when I put the link out for this podcast when it comes out on my Facebook page, Coach to Expect Success, and on Twitter at uh, Coach to Success. Jeff. Happy New Year to you, buddy. Happy New Year to you too, my friend. All right. Take care of yourself. Love you guys out there. Keep being positive. Keep looking to get better and keep in touch. See you.